Welcome to the Hello Retirement Podcast with Josh Leonard from Leonard Advisory Group. In this podcast, we help those nearing retirement greet it with a well-prepared smile. Join Josh and his guests to learn the retirement and tax planning tips you need so you too can live your golden years with the happiness and excitement you deserve. Hear stories from his years of experience to help you transition into a fun and intentional retirement. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Hello Retirement with your host, Josh Leonard, where we talk about transitioning into retirement with intent. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hello there, Josh. How are you feeling today? Feeling fantastic, Wendy. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. We have a... We have a guest today. We do. Our reoccurring guest and soon-to-be retired guest, Bill Leonard. The the reoccurring role, yes. And that's it. We recently had a retirement party for Bill in Pittsburgh and went on a nice evening dinner cruise on the Gateway Clipper, which was a really nice way to celebrate Bill's career and him founding the company and building it to the point that we're at here and a cool way to cherish those relationships that he's built with clients over the years. So Bill, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's it's funny, uh, going to my own retirement party, you feel like you're being put out to pasture. Oh, so it was kind of it was a little tearful for me with some of the clients, but I, it's not that I'm becoming inactive. It's just that I'm not paying the bills. And that's what really teared me up. It's not having that financial responsibility anymore. That really breaks my heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Dad, you are more than welcome to keep paying the company bills. Yeah. <laughs> So was your gathering, your party, everything that you had hoped it would be? It was that and more. I wasn't involved with the planning or anything. I just listened to what I was supposed to do that day. But, you know, Desiree and Angela and Josh and Bill did a great job organizing it and getting it all together. And we had a number of clients that I've had relationships with for many years come. And it was a great time to spend some time together and beautiful evening in Pittsburgh. And for you that haven't, gone to downtown Pittsburgh on a nice night. It is a beautiful river cruise. I mean, the lights of the buildings and the river, it's just a great setting. So it was nice. It's very nice. So we had a musician there, a violinist, and we all had a great time. Good meal. Good stuff. Well, it is holiday season. The holidays are upon us. So how is everybody doing with their holiday preparations? I'm getting there. How about you, Josh? We're getting there. We're getting there. Ideas and Amazon boxes popping up every day. For our family, December is just a killer busy month. I was born in December. My oldest son was born in December. My wife and I got married legally and had a ceremony both in the month of December. So kind of two dates to celebrate with the anniversary, two birthdays, New Year's, all the regular stuff and more. So it's a busy, busy month for us. Well, maybe you should plan better in the future and not have two wedding dates in December, not be having children in December. I mean, come on. Well, you know what? I would say that uh, we just consolidate things. So <laughs> so I think it's efficient planning, right? Just celebrate the heck out of December and then in January, get that extra exercise in to wear off all the celebration. Oh, right. well, I like that. So let's talk a little bit about last minute gift ideas and specifically sometimes we're, you know, we're talking about it for the children, for the grandkids. 
What are some ideas that maybe we can orchestrate for the grandkids this year at Christmas time? Well, it's been my experience, my life experience, that my grandparents gave me the most boring gifts in the world, oftentimes. <laughs> the pajamas, the, the slippers, the gloves, things like that. So on that theme, and like my grandkids, as well as many, have way too many toys to begin with, you know, what might be a good idea is a teach them a little financial responsibility and uh, give them a gift of a savings, some form of a savings account. Yeah, you're right. That's very boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember Christmas when we were a kid opening up presents and getting sweaters. And I think my older brother and I, our move was like, open the box. Oh, it's a sweater. Throw it over our head and keep on digging through the gifts. Um, Wendy, what Wendy, what I want to know is how many sweaters did you buy for boyfriends that you've had in the past? You know, I don't think I've ever bought a sweater for anybody except for my husband. And he and I have completely different tastes in sweaters. So I buy them. He ignores them. <laughs> now, now, the real question is, do you make use of them then? There are times. Yeah. yeah. I laugh that I tend to be warmer than my wife most of the time. So she ends up wearing a lot of like my sweaters and that kind of stuff more than I actually do. But yeah, yeah I think one of one of the boring gifts that that Grandpa Billio, as my kids refer to Bill, Grandpa <laughs> Billio and Grandma Cindy have done is a contribution to their 529 plans. So, you know, looking at saving for that college and our kids are fortunate, as Bill had mentioned, they have too many toys already, right? So this is something that can be more of an enduring gift. They might not appreciate it at four and five years old, but down the line, it'll be a cool gift to say, hey, you know what? I'm in a better position for school in the future. And that's important. Right. Yep. You should do a 529 plan too, can be in addition to in, in Eli and Isaac's case, my grandson's uh, uh, do a Lego toy or something. And although they may not appreciate the 529 plan today, certainly by the age of uh, 16, 17, when they're looking at colleges and the cost and how to pay for it, they'll certainly appreciate it. Yeah, I think another advantage of the 529 plan for the giver, so in, in my case, my parents, is that in over, I believe it's over 30 states, it is state tax deductible. So you can get a tax deduction there as the giver. My wife and I regularly contribute to our kids' 529 plans to help manage our, our, our savings long-term, but also help keep our state taxes down as well. If you're gifting two kids, you do have an exclusion in the year 2022 of $16,000. So if Grandpa Billio and Grandma Cindy are feeling very gracious this holiday season, I have two kids and they could give each kid $16,000 each. So, you know, <laughs> dad, I don't know what, uh, how retirement feels so far, but if you have an inkling to get rid of $64,000 between you and mom and my two kids, there's a great way to save for college there. Now, is uh, it per donor, Josh? So mom can give 16,000 and correct. I can give 16,000 to each boy. To each boy, $64,000 we can just give away this year. You could. Boy, how wonderful is that? <laughs> right? <laughs> Something you've always dreamed of. Uh -huh. Yes. So, of course, uh... that's an extreme example. But for some people that are looking to start aggressively passing funds down to the younger generations in their family, that could be a great option. Yeah, in a tax-advantaged way. And that's very important. Yep. Know. And you would want to keep an eye out on your state to see what the state tax deduction amounts are. 
and limitations there. So depending on state, there are various different levels there. So you'd want to keep in mind if that's advantageous for you. Again, the idea of the gift tax exclusion is that you're potentially avoiding a state tax in the future as well. I would say another good thing about 529 plans is in the case of my two children, if one of them were to get that full scholarship to Harvard or something like that, which is a dream, (laughs) and we didn't have tuition to pay or other college expenses, you could change that 529 to another family member. And again, that's not a taxable event. So a great way to be able to use that 529 money, even if it's not for the initial intended purpose. Okay, Josh, what other boring gifts can we get for the grandkids? Well, Bill had mentioned a savings account. And being a financial advisor, I was quite impressed with my son's elementary school when they told me that one of the local credit unions sponsors a bank in the school where students can deposit money into a savings account. And for that initial deposit that they make, they get $15. So if they just deposit $1, they get $15 in a account opening bonus. So, there isn't any investment returns you can beat that these days, is there, Jeff? No, I, I'd say <laughs> not. They also do other programs. I think once a school year, they have a contest to win an iPad. They do smaller monthly drawings as well. So great ways to help incentivize that savings account as well. Um You can use this to help them think of long-term goals. Some of the kids in the school district have put money in there since they were in kindergarten, like my son. And now that they're in high school, they can use that money to buy a car or maybe something that is a larger purchase that for most 16 to 18-year-olds seems pretty far out of reach. So I think that's a great way to teach financial lessons. So looking for good kids' savings accounts in your local area, maybe credit unions, or different local banks might have different programs there. So definitely check that out. That can be a great way to help them start saving and incentivize that behavior along the way. So you're going to make your son buy his own car. That's what you're saying. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how old our cars are at that time. I think my dad would agree that um, having two boys, well, he has a girl too, but the boys were the ones that were hard on vehicles. So Yeah, the first car or two are disposable cars because the boys will dispose of them. Oh, no. (laughs) Yep, you got to really test the limits of those vehicles when you start out. And they learn things in them. I mean, it's a learning experience. I remember Josh was driving down the street one day and hit a deer and he pulls in the driveway and said, Dad, I hit a deer and uh, knocked the front lens of the headlight out. I said, oh, here's the address of a junkyard. Go there. ask him for a headlight and learn how to replace it. It was actually pretty lucky. It was just a headlight, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about teaching through uh, fun experiences. Is that possible? Teaching fun, teaching fun? I think it is, Wendy. I think it is. We just got home the other day from traveling for a few days and we're going through the mail and a new Lego catalog came in the mail. So my oldest son, Eli, was zeroed in on that and went through the whole catalog, wrote down the price of each and every item that he wanted from the catalog and was uh, asked for our assistance in adding up all these numbers. Well, the total came to like over $1,300. So we had to break it to him that no, it's a little not going to happen, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but we talked about, hey, 
we can look at these larger items and we can look to save for them, or we could look for ways for you to earn money. So one idea I think for grandparents that could be fun to also pair with an experience is to ask your grandchild to help you with a project, offer to pay them maybe a little bit more graciously as part of a gift for that, and then take them to a local toy store or a shop that they enjoy to pick out a gift. You can then help them conceptualize that, that trade-off of doing some work for some money and then seeing what they could potentially purchase with it. And as a bonus with this, Wendy, you could get them to save a little bit of that money too. So maybe if you pay them 20 bucks or something, maybe encourage them to only buy a toy or a gift that's $15 and save the other five towards a bigger goal later on. And that's what we did when I was a, when I was a kid. We would always get probably from the grandparents, maybe aunts and uncles too, is a little bit of money instead of actual gifts. And if there was anything that we didn't get from our list that we really wanted, we would go buy it after Christmas. So yeah, I think it's a great way. I know dad, when you come to visit, there's a toy store about four blocks away from our house and our kids love going there. Yep. I've been there. You know, what's funny is there's a pet store, a few storefronts down. And the Josh's dog knows exactly where that pet store is that has treats. I bet. So the dog will go and sit in front of that door and won't move until she gets to go in and graze the counters. Yeah. <laughs> so you can use it for grand dogs as well as a gift yeah. idea. Can't forget the fur babies. <laughs> yeah. That's right. All um, right. Let's talk about stocks, Josh. I mean, stocks? Yeah. Yeah. It, that might be the most boring gift for kids, right? <laughs> I would say that you could make it exciting. So our kids right now are really into Star Wars. Pretty much whatever they're doing, they're playing Star Wars, even if they don't have Star Wars toys. So you can hear them chattering between the two of them. Oh, I'm Luke Skywalker, et cetera, et cetera. So one idea is you could gift them Disney stock. Disney now owns the property of Star Wars. So if you gift them that stock, you could say, hey, you own part of this. And by watching it over time, hopefully you see that stock grow and become more. So as they are spending money on, or mom and dad's money, or grandma and grandpa's money on Star Wars gifts, they're actually helping themselves by continuing to grow the profits of the company. Yes, that is a very good point. And that's good. Start them young so they understand this stuff. You know what I mean? Because as you get older, if you don't understand it, it just scares the bejesus out of you. And you really don't want to get close to it. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, that's right. You got to become familiar with it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think- Invest as an owner, not a loner. That's good right. Line. Yeah. You take on some risk there when you invest as an owner, not a loner. But I would say one example of my life was when I was entering college, I wanted a new MacBook as my computer for college. And it cost somewhere around $1,000 at that time. If I would have purchased $1,000 in Apple stock instead and waited four years, I would have been able to buy five of that same laptop. So sometimes by, by seeing that and appreciating products and maybe investing some money in those products that we like, we can experience that growth and benefit from it as well. So not only by being a consumer, but also an owner, we're teaching our kids a great lesson. And speaking of Apple, I'll just throw in my own little, I remember one of the first times they split their stock. I think you got seven stocks for the one. 
it was around 200 and some dollars as a share at the time. And I remember thinking, wow, I should jump on this bandwagon. And boy, was I stupid not to. <laughs> yeah. And I think you bring up an interesting point, And that could also um, potentially be a misconception of others. Typically, when they split stocks, right? So if it's a $100 stock, and they split it into two shares, well, now it's two $50 shares. The valuation of the company itself doesn't change, but by splitting it, now it's easier to access at $50. Gotcha. So for those grandparents that maybe are looking at buying a more expensive stock for, for one of their grandchildren, over the last few years, we've seen many stocks go over $1,000. And I don't know what your gift budget is, but I'm not spending $1,000 on each person on the list, right? Oh. So if you're looking to get that lower entry point into a stock, you could look through different brokerage platforms that now offer fractional shares as well. So you could invest only $10 or $5 or $20, whatever your budget item is, and you'll get a fractional share of that company. And they can actually dollar cost average in as well, Josh, with gifts. In other words, for the next year, I'm going to put $25 a month away for you. So, and it's amazing when you do it that way, how quickly it adds up over the years. Uh, certainly with my kids, I got them involved with an investment at a very young age. I put money away every month for each one of them. And uh, once settled down in life, so to speak, married or off on their own and financially responsible. It's a great gift to, to give them or let them have an ownership of it. But I mean, certainly Josh can contest to it. It was very helpful for him to get off the launching pad, so to speak, once he was married. Yeah, that's a huge plus. Yeah. yeah. What other benefits can we get from gifting stock? Yeah, so instead of maybe buying a new stock for your grandkids, if you have a stock that is highly appreciated over time, you could gift that stock to your grandkids or kids. By gifting it, you're not having a taxable event, assuming it's held in an after-tax account. So let's say that you've owned Disney for a long time and you want to gift that stock to your grandkids, maybe a share of it. You could go ahead and do that and the tax basis, the tax cost basis in that stock would just be passed on to them. So it wouldn't be taxable to you. If you tried to sell that stock and buy them Disney-based toys, well, you'd pay tax on it, you'd pay capital gains tax, and then also you'd probably pay sales tax wherever you bought the toy as well. So it's a more efficient tax-wise to gift to, to family members as well. Okay. Yeah, it's it may be easier just to give the stock to the child or to the family member rather than to sell it, pay the taxes, and give them a gift of cash. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you're not as worried about tax implications now, but maybe still want a tax advantage for the kids or grandkids in the long term, I-bonds might be a great investment as well. So I-bonds or inflation-linked bonds are backed up by the federal government. So like them or not, it's one of the most stable institutions in the world. So the current rate on those I-bonds is 6.89%. So if you put some money away in an I-bond, you're able to earn currently 6.89%. Now that is linked to inflation. So if inflation continues to go down over time, which would be nice when we go to the grocery store, this weight rate would correspond with that over time. This helps teach kids the power of deferral. So you are forced to keep that money in the account for at least one year. After one year, you can take the money out, but we'll pay a three-month 
interest penalty if you take it out within the first five years. So really, if we put money there, we don't want to touch it for five years to not incur any penalty. Now, if your kids or grandkids go to college and decide to use this money for college, they can avoid paying taxes on that gain if it's used for educational purposes. So we get a little bit of tax advantage, a little bit of deferral lessons in there, and currently a great rate as well. Did you get any of these types of gifts when you were a child? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I have a series EE bond on the shelf behind me. So yes, I did. And you've not cashed that in? I have not. I have not. Do you know how it much is, it would be um, worth now? It's $50. So I think I'm going to keep it for the old certificate at this point. It's more sentimental um, than the $50. It's interesting to me being the financial dork that I am. So. So do you think that helped you with some of these things you're hoping to spread, the lessons that we're hoping to spread to the other children in our lives? Do you think that it really truly helped you appreciate these things? Yeah, I think a lot of these tools can help us appreciate. I think for me, one of the biggest and coolest things for me was getting my own bank account. So once I kind of got like that debit card, which most banks won't allow you to have until you're 13, that was really cool. It made me feel like a grown up with money. I remember calling the bank 1-800 number to check my balance a lot in high school and trying to make sure that I always had enough money there. But that was a cool thing to me to have my own bank account and feel that sense of responsibility. In working jobs as a young kid, I was able to buy my first car in high school as well. So after beating up dad's old car, I, I bought my own. And that, that was a great experience as well. It helped teach you that Man, you can work a lot of hours to only afford a car, right? Between insurance and the co cost of the actual car. With high school wages, that's going to eat up most of your money. Oh, uh, well, I have to say, you sounded like a real nerd there, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Well, a lot of these things, Wendy, I'm reflecting now, hey, how can I empower my kids even more at a young age? And it's um, important. I'm just messing with you, obviously. But I, I'm sure my kids will be financial dorks as well. I'm, I'm working on it hard. Yeah, you know, dorks are in now. I mean, you know, the, <laughs> people like the dorks. They're like, oh, they know what they're doing. They've got the, they got some money. They're the engineers and all of that kind of stuff. Yep, I think it'll be good. So uh, on another dorky topic, our next episode, we're going to be talking about goal setting for the next year. So we all reflect a lot this time of the year. And through our celebrations, we might be getting a bigger gut. So we may want to exercise ah. more or we may want to save more money or actually plan for retirement. In our next episode, we're going to talk about some framework to help you set goals in the new year. Love setting goals. It's my favorite. Bill, thank you for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. And Josh, how can we get a hold of you when we want to get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. So feel free to check out our website at leonardadvisorygroup.com. Feel free to email me at jleonard at leonardadvisorygroup.com. Or you can always call our office at 412-998-PLAN. Thank you for joining us on Hello Retirement. Please like, follow, and share with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Hello Retirement Podcast, the show that helps you transition into a happy, fun, and intentional retirement. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.leonardadvisorygroup.com or give us a call at 
plan. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Leonard Advisory Group, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.